Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Bonjour and welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. I am so pumped right now. I am about to sit down for the return of the US Survivor, Survivor Season 42. I'm going to be giving my thoughts and comments. Not only that, the NRL is back. I got the footy on tonight and tomorrow I leave on my business trip. Things are fucking good right now, but does it get any better than a new season of the US Survivor, Survivor Season 42. I'm excited. This has got to be a short intro. I am three minutes away from this episode starting. So what I'm going to do, first episode might be a little bit difficult. I'm going to be trying to take in all these new characters. uh, But I'm just going to give thoughts and comments as we go along. I'll just mute it and kind of say things as I go. Some first impressions of the cast this season. And yeah, I'm really keen to get into it. I'm glad we didn't have to wait too long for the return of the US Survivor Survivor Season 42. It is going to be so much fun. So about two minutes from the episode kicking off, uh, I'd say we'll open with Jeff Probst. He'll do his classic shit. And basically, I'm just going to check in at little intervals, give my thoughts and comments. And in each ad break, I'll give a little bit more extended thoughts on what is all unfolding. So I cannot wait. I'm about to sit down now and watch the episode as this train fucking powers on behind me. It is time for us to power on through another season, season 42 of Survivor. And just quickly, I logged into Instagram today and uh, there's a guy who I've hung out with like once or twice through mutual friends, but great bloke, like got along with him when I did see him. uh, And he posted on Instagram today, he has been working or had worked on the most recent season of Survivor. He was one of the guys putting all of the courses together and things like that. And I was like, holy shit. So yeah, I don't have a great, you know, we're not like super great friends. I've only hung out with him once or twice, but I am definitely going to have to hit him up uh, for some behind the scenes kind of Survivor chat. Definitely, I may have to fucking reach out and see if he'll uh, come on with some stories and things like that. But yeah, I thought that was really cool. And I was like, fuck, man, you're living my dream. You are living my dream. Although I'd rather be on Survivor than building the stuff. I'm pretty fucking useless in terms of manual labor like that. So, yeah, I don't think I'd be invited onto the show to do construction work. But, hey, I'm not here to do construction. I am here to give my thoughts and comments on this episode, episode one of season 42. We are one minute away from it kicking off. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to tune into the episode And I'll be back in a moment with some thoughts and comments. First thought, first comment, similar to season 41, we're going to have some twists, we're going to have some turns, we're going to have some advantages and some rogue phrases. So uh, early thought on that, Uh, last season I fucking struggled to keep track of these phrases and all these advantages. So I'm up against it early as we see the tribes now entering on the uh, the boats, not bikes, sorry. Uh, confused about the vehicle first guy we see we got a beach service co-owner jonathan got some dreadlocks 
uh, got, or got like a braid, got a bit of a rogue setup going. He looks interesting. So I'll tune in again now and see Jonathan's story and everyone else. But there we go. We have our first player of the season. We've got Jonathan. Now I can see Drea or Dre, her name appears to be, seeing some vision of her doing some hurdles, doing some sprinting. So a bit of an athletic background. And she is African-American. So that adds to, of course, the diversity mandate this season. Uh, where they're getting a whole, you know, or every season from here on out, which I thought was one of the great additions of last season, having the diversity mandate. So I'm excited to see the diversity of this cast and what kind of fun players are brought to the cast this season. Should be a very quality episode. They're entering on the boat. So yeah, first thought and comment is fuck. I'm going to be in trouble again, trying to memorize all these advantages and all these secret phrases, but yeah, episode one, baby, let's keep rolling. Just another quick uh, impression, first impression, uh, we've got a girl named Marianne. She's a bit erratic, like she's very like all over the place, but I really like her straight off the bat. I like the energy she's bringing. I think she's going to be a fun addition to the cast. So just trying to get a little bit of info on everyone now, but Marianne, one of the first contestants I'm getting a proper look at. And I really like her. I'm keen to see what she has to offer this season. And we got a bald fella who has, I guess, a... Uh, oh, there's a couple of bald guys. Shout out to guys who are balding or don't have hair. Um, but, yeah, there was a, a bald fella who has... I think it's a New York accent or is it a Philadelphia? I think it's New York. You know, like the, hey, I'm walking here. That kind of vibe. So, yeah, straight off the bat. And then... Uh, just having a look at this kid, I don't know what his name is, but I believe he's Jewish. I did see Ethan Zon, who the Survivor legend from Season 3, the winner from Survivor Africa. Uh, he did a little post saying, I'm going for this guy. Uh, they're both Jewish, so yeah, I, I don't know a whole lot about him yet, but I know that Ethan is going to be gunning for this kid. And yeah, just trying to work out the tribes as we go along. Alright, it's time for the first challenge, so I'll sit down and watch this whole challenge. I want to try and get a proper feel uh, for each of the players. I'll report back at the end of the challenge with, yeah, more thoughts and comments. That's what it's called, right? Survivor 42, thoughts and comments. So let's see how the first challenge of Season 42 goes down. A quick note as well, it is going to be a three-tribe setup, so I always enjoy the three-tribe dynamics. So instead of two tribes head-to-head, -head, we are going to have three tribes to begin. Might make it a little bit harder to keep track of everything, but it's always a fun dynamic with there's, and when there's an extra tribe and it makes the tribe swaps and things like the merge just that little bit more interesting. And quickly, just back to Marianne, who I, I mentioned before, uh, just during the challenge, she's like, go Lindsay, go Lindsay, go Lindsay. So fucking Marianne is full on, but I like it. That's not a negative thing. I really like it, but yeah. Early on, Marianne definitely has my attention. Alright, so I didn't really catch their names yet. I know Drea, one of the girls, she was one of the three, but there's three people who seem to have stumbled upon some kind of advantage or thing like that. As I said, uh, early on I find it kind of tricky to keep up with all these advantages and twists, but already we see three players who look like they're already talking merge. They're already solidifying what seems definitely like an advantage we see them now what looks to be like rubbing mud all over each other so yeah very interesting still yet to catch their names but already we're seeing alliances forming we're seeing advantages start to come into play and it's only 26 days so i'm sure we're going to see some very intense gameplay 
and players going really hard. So I'm expecting fireworks right from the very first Tribal Council. Alright, I think we've got some names. So I think Lindsay, Drea, and Ty, I believe. But they've run back. They've covered themselves in mud as part of like a decoy. It, so it looks as though they've been partaking in the challenge, but the three of them actually stumbled across an advantage. So already things are really heating up. And one player did make a comment. He's like, why are they so filthy? So... A really interesting one. I haven't really seen something like that go down before throughout in the middle of a challenge in that kind of fashion. So really interesting. But it looks like we have the names of these three people. Drea, Ty, and Lindsay. At least I think Ty was one of the names. It might have been something different. But Daniel... I, I, I didn't catch exactly what the name of the tribe was that won. But there's a fella named Daniel said he's been applying for the show for years. Uh, he's hurt his shoulder. So the medical team are looking at it. Looks like they've just pushed it back into place, so it's not enough to take him out from the game, but there is a risk of him aggravating or re-aggravating the injury, so how about that for a scare? Day one, challenge one, the medical team are looking at you, I bet definitely some nervous moments there for Daniel, but thankfully he's going to be able to continue. Uh, we've got the Vati tribe, who are green, we've got the Taku tribe, I believe, and there is another tribe. So I'll try to get on to the tribe names, uh, and I'll try to work out exactly who won that challenge. I got a little bit distracted with the injury thing, and I also didn't exactly know the name of the tribe. So I don't know the exact name of the tribe, so we'll come back to that in just a second. Alright, so the Jewish fella's name is Zach. I still unconfirmed, I just, I, the, Ethan shared it, I'm just going by... What I know, Marianne still seems like a bit of a handful, but in a fun way. And then there's some blonde girl who has just, she said, I'm trying to show my nerdy side, because, like, basically my tribe's full of fucking nerds. Like, so, good to know that this girl is self-aware and totally not, yeah, pretentious or anything. So, yeah, she thinks her tribe are a bunch of nerds. Already not a huge fan of this blonde girl. I don't even know her name yet. Quick tribe update as well, Taku are orange, so the Taku tribe in orange, as we get further along, probably from the second episode onwards, I'll be more familiar with who exactly is in what tribe, but episode one's all about learning these things, so Taku is the orange tribe, there's a little factoid for you. So another little fact, uh, apparently Marianne is a seminary student, so like, uh, basically learning like scripture and stuff, I don't know, very like... Christian, so I think that like hectic energy that she's rolling with is actually just like hectic Christian Bible Jesus energy, which they that crew definitely exists. So I still definitely like her. I love the energy she's coming across with, but uh, it it'll be interesting, you know. Sometimes you know, the Christians can be a little bit whack. See Joanna uh, on season six, season six. I don't know, uh, but obviously you can't you can't judge a person on their beliefs, no doubt, and my first impression that she's very bubbly, uh, very full-on, but in a fun way, but yeah, there's a little fact for you, she is a seminary student, so maybe some, like, Christian Bible Jesus energy is what I'm seeing here. One early perception I have is that Marianne, maybe her intensity, I don't, and she's not intense, because she's very bubbly, very fun, so intensity is probably not the right word, but just, there's a lot going on, she's very strong personality again in like a bubbly fun way but definitely like an early she definitely stands out 
And I think that may be something that hurts her game in Survivor. I think maybe she's going to, you know, irritate a couple of people. I don't know. You know, it's, it's not for everyone. You know, people like this, I would definitely get along with. And I think there's definitely going to be some players that are really drawn to her and want to work with her. But on the flip side of that, I do think Marianne is going to see some heat just for being such a fun and out there personality. Quick comment, my housemate is back on his bullshit. Uh, you might not be able to hear, but yeah, unfortunately, if you do hear music, it's a bit of a recurring theme in this household. I'll say, hey, I'll say what are you up to? He'll say, what are you up to? I'm like, not much. Uh, uh, today I said, hey, uh, I'm going away for four days. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do all my podcasts tonight because I can't do any of them over the next four days. And uh, in response, the music doesn't stop. So I don't think you can hear it on the podcast, but that's a little comment. If you can hear it, I apologize. And thankfully, when I return from this four-day trip, so that's Survivor, <laughs> when I return from this four-day trip, I will be in search of a new house. Perfect podcast setup, nice and quiet. So yeah, I'll touch on that very quickly. Sorry for any disturbances. Sorry for that burp if you just heard it but yeah we've got another member of the cast his name is mike he's a retired firefighter a little bit intense not in the way that marianne is more intense is in actually intense but he seems to be keen to break down those barriers and we've got another guy i think his name said roxroy pretty pretty fucking cool name to be honest if roxroy is his name so yeah we're starting to learn a little bit about the cast we've got a retired firefighter in mike and yeah, I'm just basically trying to keep an eye on everyone's name and working out what everyone's all about in this first episode. Quick update too, Roxroy is leading from the front. Zach just made a comment that because this was filmed around the same time as season 41, so they've only seen 40 seasons. Uh, but Zach just made the comment in all 40 seasons that he's seen, he's never seen someone take on such a strong leadership role that Roxroy has in this first episode. So... Immediately a bit of a target on Roxroy's back. And yeah, I'm keen to learn a little bit more about him. We see Drea goes for a little walk. She checks in her bra, just the advantage. That's what she's checking, uh, just to clarify. Uh, but she goes for a little walk, as do the other two who she found the advantage with. Obviously, they're all on different tribes. Uh, but all three found the advantage and they have what is like an amulet. Now, it says one amulet will have the full power of an idol two amulets together and they'll get to steal a vote i miss what the three amulets will do obviously something pretty big but yeah this is this is live this is going on right now i'm giving my thoughts and comments during the premiere so th there's no time to rewind this is literally live television obviously it's not happening right now but i missed what the three amulets will do and a quick little note uh, the fella who found the advantage his name is hi h-a-i not Ty. So Hi is his name. Hi, how's it going? Good thanks yourself. Uh, pretty cool name. We're seeing some cool names on this season. And yeah, just wanted to clarify his name is Hi. Now, if these players eliminate each other as well, like that's the com complexity of this. There is an idol if there is just one amulet. But if the other two amulets are in the game, then you don't have the idol. So it's like, do they work together? Or do they try when that gets to a tribe swap or a merge? Are they going to be gunning for each other to try to get rid of the other two with the amulet in order to give themselves an immunity idol, which specifically for their individual game is probably the best result. So very interesting how this one plays out. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit of time before we see 
this involved in any way, shape or form in my opinion, because they are all on separate tribes and this is day one. So obviously it's gonna take a little bit of time before a tribe swap or before these amulets come into play, but definitely watch this space as far as the amulets go. Right, and now we have a uh, gentleman who has just revealed that 10 years ago he applied for Survivor. Uh, and when he initially applied for Survivor, he was a female. So uh, we have a trans, I don't have a name, I uh, don't know exactly what his name is. Uh, but yeah, another uh, addition to what is a very diverse cast. And honestly, diversity can only be a good thing for mine. I think it just adds so much to the game because ultimately Survivor is a social experiment. So I think it's great to have this diversity mandate because it's much more reflective and represents the current world rather than, you know, just having basically Caucasians. No, no, I'm Caucasian. Like, it's, they're not trying to fucking get rid of us, you know? I know some people get very upset about, you know, it's like, what about the white people? Or, you know, it's like International Women's Day. It's like, when's International Men's Day? It's like, let's just, let's celebrate the diversity here. So a very interesting addition to the cast. I don't have his name yet, so not sure on his name, uh, but he's got some pretty cool tattoos. So very interesting. Uh, and I'm keen to learn about this guy. And yeah, he's got a cool, cool shirt. So don't know the name. Uh, but yep, that adds to the kind of diversity and it's good to learn a little bit more about each player. So yeah, episode one, slowly piecing things together. Uh, looks like we have a very good cast on our hands. So I'm excited once I actually have a better idea on everyone's gameplay, once I know who's associated to what tribe and what kind of alliances and beefs there are, then it's really going to kick off. But I am enjoying learning about these players at a very early stage of the game. So there we go. I'm not sure what that guy's name was, but we'll come back to that. I'll work out what his name was. Of course, we had Hai, who I was calling Ty, so maybe it's better I wait till I know the name for sure before I start doing a bit of guesswork. So very interesting as we see Hai and a girl, a couple of girls around who I haven't got their names yet either, but Mike is around, the retired firefighter. We have Chantel, that's the first I'm seeing of her, and Daniel, so... This green tribe already off the bat is probably the tribe I'm most familiar with names wise and the amount of action they're getting in this first episode maybe suggests to me that they're going to be heading to tribal council later on but we'll watch this space still a little bit of time before we head to the immunity challenge. And quite a touching story as well from Daniel. He talked about how at 15 years old he had leukemia, diagnosed with leukemia which I've seen firsthand my cousin quite a number of years ago. He also, so Daniel made a full recovery, uh, as did my cousin. But yeah, I've, I've seen leukemia firsthand. Very, very brutal thing to have to experience as, yeah, any serious illness like that is. So very interesting story from Daniel. And he said when he was 15, something that really helped to get him through was his love for Survivor. So really enjoying some of the backstories here. Daniel's got a good one and I'm happy for him. It's great that he's now got the opportunity to fulfill his lifelong dream and come out and compete on Survivor. So there we go. A little interesting backstory there for Daniel. We see Zach and a bloke named Romeo. Uh, I assume I don't want to, you know, be rolling around calling. It's very diverse. So yeah, I don't know if every male presenting person wants me to be calling them a fella or a bloke, but we'll, we'll work that out. We'll work that out as we go along. Uh, I'll try and respect everyone's kind of, yeah, what they want to be called. But at this stage, yeah, I'm pretty sure 
fella uh, until, yeah, otherwise. Oh, there's that blonde chick who thinks everyone's a nerd. Uh, yeah, keen to see what she's all about. But yeah, Zach and this Romeo fella, um, they're talking. They seem to be forming some kind of early alliance. They're talking to Drea as well. So Tori is the blonde girl. I would be very surprised if people are keen to work with Tori. I think she'll be one of the first people uh, that this tribe is gunning for. And yeah, Tori early on, not one of my early favorites. The nerd comment was like non-offensive at all, but just more the high horse of like, oh, wow, you're, you're so fucking awesome. Like, wow, yeah, all these nerds, wow. But how lucky of them to have you around. So yeah, not a huge fan of Tori early on, but wouldn't be the first time I haven't liked someone in the first episode of Survivor. Uh, and then they've won me over, so still plenty of time left in this season. Now, Marianne, Jenny, and Drea end up going on a journey similar to what we saw last season, a lot of journeys early in the season. Now, Marianne kind of delves a little bit into her history. She's of Kenyan heritage, and she says she's doing it for the weirdos. So she says she's been weird, like been weird her whole life. So she just wants to show people who are weird that, yeah, you can still get shit done. So. She's doing it for the weirdos, and I'm a huge fan of Marianne, so I think she's really wholesome. I'll be cheering her on throughout the season, but back to the journey, and the three players had to separate and make a decision individually, which we did see at points last season. Now, they have two options. They can either protect their vote, or they can risk their vote. Now, if they risk their vote, and everyone chooses to risk, then they are all going to lose their vote. Of course, they're all on separate tribes, and they'll lose their vote uh, going into the first tribal council for them. Now, if they risk the vote successfully, meaning that not all of them do it, then the ones who do risk their vote are going to gain an extra vote. So already we're seeing the advantages come into play this season. We see Drea, who's all about the risks early on. We've already seen her capitalize on an advantage, and Drea decides it's 26 days. She's going to take another risk, so Drea risks her vote, and Marianne does the same. So if Jenny also risks a vote, then they are all going to be in strife. Now, we see back at the camp. Now, of course, as well, very quickly, um, Jenny, she felt that the other two would both risk it. So great awareness from Jenny, who decides to protect her vote, which means the other two are going to get an extra vote. Uh, but honestly, I really rate Jenny early on. Now, back at camp, we see probes rock up to one of the tribe's camps, which very rarely happens unless something really warrants it. Now, Probst pulls aside Jackson, who was the um, trans man, and tells Jackson, I'm just going to take you away from camp for a minute, which I don't think I've ever really seen anything like this. My first kind of perception, like maybe someone has passed away, uh, away, like, yeah, so like something, family emergency or gen general emergency uh, is the kind of vibe. It definitely has a serious feel to it. It doesn't really look good. But yeah, probes doesn't pull players out in this kind of fashion if, um, if he's got something, you know, positive to share. So they actually have a very raw and honest conversation. I'm a huge fan of Jackson, but after the conversation, due to medical issues, they've decided they're going to pull Jackson from the game. So medically, they can't cater for Jackson's needs. And wow, we've already seen our first person gone. So they are pulling Jackson from the game on the first episode. Really sad to see Jackson have to go this way. I feel as though if he had 
a chance. He would have had plenty to offer, but the decision was made in Jackson's best interests. And Jackson comes back, breaks the news to his tribe. Marianne breaks down into tears, like very audibly. She's the first one there to hug as well. Now, this was a very genuine showing of emotion. So like you can't, I can't really critique or judge someone for how they emotionally react to something like that because it would it would be really hard and she's obviously empathetic to Jackson's situation but Marianne just stands out in every interaction even when that was about Jackson she kind of I don't know not through purposely but like she still she just stands out a lot which isn't a bad thing as I said I'm a fan I'll be cheering her on throughout the season but even in Jackson's moment like she is still finding ways to kind of, yeah, make herself, make her presence known, I guess. So very interesting. Now, it sucks that Jackson has to go, but yeah, it was in his best interest. So thanks for coming, Jackson. Very unfortunate way that he had to leave the game, but nonetheless, we shall digress. So we get to the immunity challenge, and the other two tribes learn that Taku are already down to five members now that Jackson is gone. As far as the challenge goes... The final stage is a massive dragon puzzle, so it's interesting always to see who can kind of thrive in the puzzle and who kind of fucks up. Now, the first two tribes to finish the challenge will earn immunity and safety from the vote tonight, whilst the losing tribe are going to be heading to tribal council, and they're also going to have to surrender their flint. If you know anything about Survivor, you know that fire is the most essential element, so whoever loses here are going to be in some real trouble going forward. Now we also hear that the shot in the dark is returning. That means that players, if they feel that they are the vote, they feel they're in serious danger, they can give up their vote and they can roll like a dart. They get like little fucking scrolls or whatever, but it's a one in six chance basically. So if you think you're the one going, you can decide not to vote and you can play a one in six chance, aka a shot in the dark to keep yourself safe. If you end up getting that one in six safety chance, then none of the votes on you will count. So very, very interesting. Now, Taku are leading the challenge just like they did in the first, and Taku were the first to finish. So they are obviously the gun tribe early on. And we did see in the last uh, US season that the tribe who was really strong at the start, Luvu, they ended up being very dominant towards the end. Like I think like three of the final four were from the original Luvu tribe, including the winner, Erika. So very, very interesting. And Taku could very well, as a tribe, be the gun tribe, which works really well for all of the players involved. Now, Jenny gets it done for Vardy shortly after. Jenny, in my opinion, is a gun. And I'm going to say it, Jenny is an early contender to be crowned the sole survivor. I will be keeping a close eye on her. That means that Ika, so first time I've said their tribe name, first time I've really learned it, but... That means that Ika will be the first tribe heading to Tribal Council in Season 42. As Ika returned to camp, Zack puts his hand up and he apologises immediately for losing the challenge. He feels though, or feels as though the blame is squarely on him. So really interesting that Zack has kind of outed himself there and basically been like, yep, that was, that was all my fault. Uh, but he does apologise and Roxroy says, we win as a team and we lose as a team. So Tori's probably thinking, like, what a bunch of nerds. But honestly, I like Roxroy, and I like Zach more than I like Tori. No offense, Tori. You still got the whole season, like I said, to win me over, but not a fan early. 
Now, the two names that are being put forward for the vote that people are talking about, I've heard Zach's name and I have heard Roxroy's name as well. But Romeo, he wants Tori out and I'm all for that idea. We've got Roxroy and Swati, who this is Swati's first mention, but she looks like an interesting player. I'm a fan of hers from First Impressions. They both want Zach as the vote tonight. They just want to get rid of him. But Romeo is less keen on that because Zach is his plan B. Romeo said they have the skinny guys alliance. I was fuck. I'm all for that. Like usually you see like the alpha males or whatever, or like, yeah, like the absolute like alpha females get together, but I'm all for the skinny guys alliance. That is very uh, non-imposing and just funny. Like hopefully, yeah, the skinny guys alliance is definitely an alliance that I can roll with. Anyway, let's get on to the first tribal council of season 42. It was going to be the first person voted out. But now Jackson's gone, so in this first episode, we are going to see two eliminations. Now, Swati says very early in Tribal that she would cut a finger off to not be at Tribal tonight. I straight up call bullshit. Swati, that is bullshit. You would not cut your finger off to avoid Tribal. That is a straight out lie. And I kind of wish the production team called her bluff and were like, hey, if you fucking cut your pinky finger off right now, you can go back to camp. You're safe from the vote. Because, uh, yeah, that was straight up. Straight up a lie. I'm calling bullshit. Not that it matters, but, yeah. I don't think. Swati, prove me wrong. Maybe she would. But in my opinion, and just my opinion, I highly doubt she would have cut a finger off to fucking avoid tribal. Anyway, we see Tori and Zach beefing. Pretty funny. Uh, Zach feels as though Tori threw him under the bus a little bit earlier in the episode when she went and talked to Drea. Uh, and Tori just thinks he's a nerd, so uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to work together. It is now time to vote, and as Drea goes up to vote, she discovers that she now has an extra vote. She doesn't have to use it tonight, but Drea now knows that, yeah, the protector vote slash risk of vote worked in her favor, and she now has an extra vote along with one of the amulets. So very strong power position for Drea early. Now, there are no idols or advantages when Jeff Probe says, you know, if you'd like to play an idol right before he reads the votes, but Zach is taking his shot in the dark. So very first episode, we get to see a shot in the dark, a shot in the dark. Zach has sacrificed his vote and he is going to be taking a one at six shot at saving himself. Now, Zach opens his shot in the dark. He is not safe. So from memory, two shot in the dark plays in Survivor history over season 41 and 42, neither of those plays were successful. Now, last season we saw Sydney, and she actually cost herself her place in the game by playing the advantage. She got eliminated by pretty much one vote. Like, if she had kept her vote, then she would have been able to potentially at least tie the vote. So Sydney basically blew her own game up with that, but I was a huge fan of hers, and now Zach has tried to do similar on episode one, and it hasn't worked out for him. In fact, he's been unanimously voted out. So there wasn't anyone else that received a vote other than whoever Zach voted for. Everyone has voted for Zach here. At least you can see that this tribe is trying to stay united and, yeah, make decisions as a tribe, but that'll get a little bit trickier the deeper the season goes. But Zach unanimously voted out. That was not even a contest that was just unanimous and thanks for coming Zach we've seen Zach go we've seen Jackson go 
that is the first episode done. I feel like I have a little bit of an idea now on the tribes and who's in which, tri- which, which tribe or each tribe. So next week, I should be much better equipped to sit down, watch the whole episode. There should be some pretty big plays as well. So very keen to sit down for episode two. I hope you enjoyed this thoughts and comments episode one. I do apologize. A little bit all over the place just as I learn, yeah, kind of the season and the cast. But it's going to be a lot of fun this season. I cannot wait to jump through every episode. So we've done episode one. Next week, I will be back for episode two. I am very excited. So until then, thank you so much for listening. Take care, and I will be back next week with Survivor 42, episode two.